Welcome to Freedom Through Truth, a broadcast outreach of Ministries of Wayne Weaver, bringing the freedom of God through the truth of God's Word. Son dies. One of his, or his, one of his children, let me say this, it's a, yes, his son died, and he knew that he cannot go and worship God with grief in his heart. And so he went and anointed himself with oil first, and then he went to worship. You all know the story, and I wasn't planning on speaking about this, but, you know, we had a loss over here. This thing burnt down. It, it, yes, it did all that. And, you know, you get involved in the emotion. I was in Canton when it happened. And you get involved in the emotion of it all, and, and all at once you're, you're thinking, are they doing the right things? I should be there. I, I want to be there. I couldn't be there. I, I need to this. And I, now, I don't want to talk more about that, but about circumstances that you're in, that you face in your life of, of hard times or issues that you face where you say like this, you say like, oh God, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm coming to you now. I'm sad in my heart, and I need your help, and, and I need, you know, David knew that that's not a way to approach God. So he went and anointed himself with oil so that he can come to God with gladness. And what I did when all this happened, I just said, God, I need to have a little time. And I had to, I pulled myself away and I just worshiped God. Now I was in Sam's club when this happened and I was trying to get groceries. Should I come down or should I, I was sent up there to get some stuff real quickly and, and what happened. And finally, I just, I, I've got to worship God, but I cannot worship him like this. And so I went to the back corner in Sam's club and I just raised my hand. I said, God, I worship you. I bless you for every good thing. You're always doing good to me. I bless you in the name of Jesus. And I brought him my best not my provoked spirit, not anything that was wrong. So many times, you see, the, the, the issue is this. When we are a face saver, we come to God when things go wrong. We say, oh God, you can't let this happen to me. Oh God, you can't. This is not fair. This is not right. I'm going to lose everything. Oh God, you. we start accusing him. That's not worship. We come to him and we worship him. And we always worship him. Somebody wrote me a text this past week and said that I've just kind of been down this week. How, what am I doing wrong? And, and I don't understand why. I said, we always walk around with our palms lifted. This is what we do. We inspire. We inspire everybody around us. Why? Because that's the inspiration we have been anointed to be in. We're not sad. God have mercy on me if you ever see me sad. I think I can say that to my wife as well. Sad is something that if I get sad, I get alone and I anoint myself until I have his anointing oil on me and then I'm not sad anymore and I worship him. We worship him because he, he made us to worship him. He didn't make us to worship him when all things go well. He made us to worship him. That's the primary responsibility that I have. And I know that if I come to him with a sad face and give him all the complaints that I could give, that is not worship. But as I bow before him and I tell him, oh God, you know, I'm here in this world. I'm a nothing. I'm a nobody. I'm not going to save my face. I'm not going to make me look good. I'm just here. This is who I am. And I worship you like this. That's worship. You see the difference between Saul, the one that will save his face will lose it. Yeah. 
Isn't that what the Bible says? He that loses his life shall find it, and he that findeth his life shall lose it. The other way around, it's in reference to the carnal man versus the spiritual man. Now let's go on. In Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 8, it says, Let thy garments be always white, and let thy head lack no ointment. Do, do you get that? We're, we're representatives, or we're, we're representing God. We're representing heaven. We are ambassadors for the highest king, and so we're never down. We're always up. There can be times when we're distressed, but we're not overtaken with it. There can be times when things get hard, but we don't give up. The joy of the Lord is my strength, and so I walk in my strength, which is the joy of the Lord. And if I do not have his joy, I need to find his joy. I need to anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Look at David running and hiding in caves and always, and he was just young, and he's running and always running. Is this, God, I can't even be out in open safety. I'm always running from the king that is after me. God, why? Because God was taking the anointing deeper, deeper and deeper and deeper. If we could just understand that. How many of you have noticed in life that if you've met somebody that loves God, but they've gone through some real hard times, that there's stuff that comes out of them that others will not have? It's anointing. God knows how to anoint. He knows what he can do to take us deeper. And this is what David had such abundance of. David went through a lot of difficulty. He went through a lot of hardships himself. He even, allowed, he even brought things on himself by his own mistakes. But it took him deeper. It didn't make him bitter. And, and the oil that flowed out of him. How many of you have ever been discouraged and ended up in the book of Psalms? Why? There was a man that you could identify with. He was anointed. He was anointed by that anointing. And that same anointing is what God will work in us. God takes us deeper through trials. And there's some things I want to speak about now. In Psalms chapter 45, verse 7, it says, Thou lovest righteousness and hatest wickedness. Therefore God, thy God, hath anointed thee with oil of gladness above thy fellows. Why? Why did God anoint you above your fellows? Because you love righteousness and you hate wickedness. How many of you love righteousness today? You love righteousness. You love it. You love righteousness. If it's wrong, you don't like it. And if it's something wicked, you don't even want to hear the story. Here a while back, I saw a little headline on the internet and I just, oh wow, that's bad. And something in me wanted to, I want to see, you know, how it was, it was a, some bad accident. I said, no, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see that. We hate wickedness. We don't like when things go wrong. We only like when things go well. He said he has anointed him above his fellows. The anointing of the Holy Spirit is where God gets all of you. This is where God takes you. Now, see, if you only give God a little part of you, he needs to get everything, and that comes by trials. It comes on. I believe the anointing of the Holy Spirit 
is simply giving him access to your entire life. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is when God takes a hold of your entire life. And all that you have now is his. You, nothing belongs to yourself anymore. And anything that is still lingering around that you hang on to, you think belongs to you, God will test you in these things. This is exactly what he did with David. Now, one of the things we will find is he took him through the school of spiritual training through suffering. And through, through uh, suffering, he learned obedience just the way that Jesus learned it. Jesus being the perfect son of God, the perfect son of God, of all things, you would think he needs to, he would have natural obedience. No, Jesus learned obedience through the things that he suffered. Listen, my friend, you will not learn it any other way. Jesus had to learn it that way. And if we are his children, we will learn it that way as well. But we never take suffering as something personal. It is always for a perfection that God wants to take us deeper in. So we're never sad about it. We just see it's the hand of God. Some years ago, and I'll say this for some of you that never heard me say this. Some years ago when we had our first child, we took these classes to show us and tell us the transitions from one stage to another. Right at first, when the, the wife, uh, the, the, uh, the mother senses that we're going to have a baby now, there's pain that starts in, inside her body. She starts getting some pain. And that's the beginning. And all at once, those pains will go into another stage, and they will get even worse. Okay, now we know that stage. And then at the end, it's a transitional stage. Then they're the worst. Well, we sat there in the, in the room uh, where they were having, where some other mothers were in there, and we could hear some of them that basically knew nothing about the process of how a child really is born in the world. And all they had was pain. How will this end? Will I make it? I don't know. And all of us, it gets even worse. This is terrible. But we, we knew. We knew what was happening. And we knew now at the end of this, it'll be about this long. And now it'll turn up and the pain will be even more painful. But it'll go only that long. And then it'll even get more painful. But that's in the final stage. So we knew what to expect. And it even caused my wife to have an understanding to the point where she didn't need any medication of anything, had her first child completely natural, where other women we heard were screaming because they didn't understand. They didn't understand. This is what the anointing of God does. It gives us an understanding. He puts oil on our head. He anoints us for heaven. He anoints us for earth. And we have an understanding of what he's doing. He is just taking me deeper. He's wanting to see if I trust him. And if I do not trust him, he will throw some things in front of me. He will test me like he did in the wilderness. This is how he did with David. He allowed him to go through this testing for a time. He allowed him to go through it. And it was over and over and over. And it got more intense and more intense and more intense until God had a king that he could use and he could reign in Israel. Israel's cry and what God wanted, that's, that came together. Israel was saying, we need a king. First one was a failure. Now we need another king. And God said, the first one, I dumped oil on his head. I put him right to task. The next one, I will put oil on his head. I'll send him into the wilderness. And I'll send him into the desert. And I'm going to make him in there until he totally depends on me. Then he will have an understanding how to be a king. It's the anointing of God. You see, David never tried to be a king. He was a king. 
It's the difference between Saul. He tried to be a king. He tried to strategize. He did stuff. He made himself big. He made himself look tall. He made himself look strong because he had to be a king. But David was a king. It's the difference. The carnal man will always have to try to brace himself up to become those that make those that look at him so that I look spiritual because he's a face saver. But a faith saver is somebody that is that. And it's like a saying that I've said years ago. If you are what you want to be, you don't have to pretend what you'd like to be. It's the difference between the carnal man and the spiritual man. The spiritual man is what he wants to be. He doesn't have to pretend that he is anything because that's who he is. I remember in the early years of our church, when we were in the earlier years, there's people that moved in from other states at times and they became part of the church because of my going around and preaching and so forth. And they'd move in and so forth and, and all at once cause problems and would never, they just, and one of the things that I would say at times, if, and, and there was a lot of it was God's, God making me. I remember one night, I was self-supporting, and I still am, but self-supporting and, and we live poor. But one night I was caught on a Saturday evening I had, a, I had a heavy equipment. I was out digging ditch, a ditch. And somebody from church, it's nobody that's here, uh, not part of us anymore, saw that I was digging on a Saturday evening. It was a job that had to be finished. And there was a visiting pastor the next morning, Sunday, in church. And when he got up, he had a little meeting with this man, I guess. And he just said, I, Lord, just changed my message. And gave a completely carnal message. And it was basically this preacher working till late at night is basically the subject. And I got hit left and right and left and right. We hope you've been inspired and changed by today's message. If you wish to listen to today's message or for other audio and video resources from the preaching ministry of Wayne Weaver, please visit ministriesofwayneweaver.com.